0: Welcome to Unleashed Spiritual Formation and Soul Care with Carlos Dawson. Hey, friends. Welcome to Unleashed Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. And it's Resurrection Sunday. Hope everyone's doing well and celebrating in your own way. And I pray that you're getting new wisdom and revelation from re examining what it means for Jesus to be resurrected from the dead. And so we just thank God for his mighty work and his mighty power displayed and that we're still celebrating and honoring um, and remembering that thousands of years later. And so today I just want to take a look at um, a couple scriptures um, from this event and uh, from two different perspectives and um, hopefully this will be something new and different uh, for everyone to just kind of uh, take a look at how would we react um, in this time. Um, again, it's so easy for us because we can just read it and we know what's going to happen, especially if we've been in church for a long time. But um, I really hope that we can just make this more real. And, um, and may you uh, be invited into the story um, for yourself and, and something new uh, or may something new be birthed. So I'm going to start out in John 20 uh, verses 1 through 18. And it says, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple sat out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there. And now I want to take a look at Luke 24, verses 13 through 35. Now on the same day, the first day of the week, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing? With each other while you walk along they stood still looking sad then one of them whose name was Cleophas answered him are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days he asked them, what things they replied the things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the things about himself and all the scriptures. So when we look at these scriptures, I just want to point out that in both cases, Mom Mary and neither the, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize Jesus. And even when the angels told Mary the truth that Jesus was a, was a, had risen and was alive, she still wasn't quite following And so um, even as uh, the two from Emmaus, even as they were walking with Jesus, um, it's just they were kept from recognizing him. And it's like, why? And in Scripture, there are times that God kind of shields people. Uh, But I want to point out that if we enter into the story, how can we have handled everything that they've lived over the past few years, um, or even just in one week to go from Palm Sunday where there's this huge parade and everybody's celebrating uh, to having dinner with Jesus. And then there's all these different events. And then there's the crucifixion, which is more than enough trauma to just witness that and the fear and the the shock. And it's like he's dead. It's like you've seen someone do all these amazing miracles signs and wonders, and he's not just dead. He was murdered and destroyed right in front of them. And so then you not even still processed what you've seen, and then they go to find the body, and it's gone. And then they see angels on top of that, and they said, um, Jesus is not here. He's been raised from the dead. And so just in three days, that's a lot to handle. And so I'm just thinking about how whenever we've had a lot of trauma, whenever we've had a lot of good, whenever life throws curveballs at us, how do we handle and process it? Or even do we even take time? Sometimes we can just keep going and going and going. And whether you know it or not, Trauma does stay in the body. It does soar if you don't process it well. I actually um, even saw, um, it was a TV show I was watching about a week ago, and this guy was teaching this kid how to drive, and he says, you can't drive angry. And so he stopped the car, uh, made the kid stop the car, get out, and he says, you're going to run until um, you're not angry anymore. And basically he made him release the emotion And for any of us, there's going to be different ways of how we do that. But when I look at the story and I look at Mary, just from her side of things, this was the lover of her soul and possibly someone who did something so freeing and miraculous for her and still loved her, and he was gone. And then you're telling me he's risen from the dead, but I still don't see him. And then there's this man who just appears and she's still not quite following and then it's like he has to say her name and then boom she's finally back online as we like to say or she's clear minded again and now she's happy and but just to think that if you've seen like somebody you really love and care for they've endured like a horrendous tragedy or death and they come back to life that's a lot to handle. In a few days. And then I look at the two on the wall to Emmaus. And they say, you know, this this mighty prophet, he was going to redeem Israel. And when you look at Israel's history, again, it's, this, it's oppression and they finally get free. Oppression and they finally get free. Oppression and they finally get free. And then you have all their madness in their own church structure. And so if you're not one of the, you know, the big... Priest, if you're not a Pharisee, Sadducees, if you're not a scribe, if you're not somebody with status, it's like, then how do you get treated? And so it was like, here comes God, Emmanuel in flesh. He's finally going to make things right. No more oppression. Things are going to be fair. There's going to be justice. And he's gone. Dead. Killed. And so now what? And so they have their moment when they finally come to their senses when Jesus breaks the bread and then they remember, they see their Lord and savior right in front of them. And so I just want to invite us into the story about how do we handle when our hopes and dreams have been dashed, when life has thrown at us curveballs, when we've been really disappointed, And just hurt whether you lost a friendship, whether you prophetic words haven't come to pass yet or um, you still haven't found a spouse yet or for folks who are hoping for kids or folks want to adopt kids. And it's just one more thing. And as I was preparing today, I was really feeling really strongly um, for folks who are not in church right now for folks who either were part of church splits, uh, there was the pastor fell, um, just a lot of hurt and rejection or being misunderstood. And it's like, what do you do now? It's like, I remember a couple of years ago, I was in prayer one day and I could hear the cries of people just looking for a home, looking for a church home looking for a place to belong, looking for a safe place. And I know in my own story, there have been seasons where I was in that same transitional space. And I remember once I was in a church parking lot. I was trying this place out, and I remember just starting to cry. And I was like, Jesus, I don't know if I can do this one more time because with the good, there's the bad. And then it just it does a lot depend on... Um, where we all choose to focus. Um, But at the same time, it's still traumatic when things don't work out the way we have planned or if we feel like we weren't heard or we weren't understood uh, or there was no justice. And so then there is a time of grief and forgiveness and acceptance. But I just want to say that um, help is here, help is on the way and and there's no rush. Um, A lot of times I, I see a lot of things on social media where folks are almost trying to explain away your pain and that's not fair. Um, yeah, it, it it will take people to definitely help you heal and definitely will take Jesus to help you heal. Um, but just, I would just, my prayer for you today is that God will lead you to the right place and the right time. And he does say where two or three are gathered in the name, there he is in the midst. And so um, be even willing to think outside the box where it's the house church. Um, Or even if you still have a couple good, strong Christian friends who can just walk with you and support you and pray for you and just let you get the pain out and let you process the pain. Or as I had mentioned the story, sometimes you just got to run off the anger. And so whatever works, I definitely pray that you are able to do that and find that space and and see where God leads you from there. But I just really wanted to reach out um, to those today um, because there's been a lot of spiritual abuse and a lot of times folks don't realize what you've lost in the midst of it because it is a death in a sense and if it's not on good terms it's really hard to find closure and so I pray even if you do feel like you need to do that I pray for the courage for you to go and and make peace because we are to still do reconciliation as well and so in addition, I do want to say, and again, an additional part of my prayer in the midst of this is, um, I got a word once from somebody I would have never expected, actually, actually I don't even know if do with was saved, but it, it was definitely a word of wisdom, which shows that God can use anybody. And basically he said, you've given so much to so many people. It's like you're giving out full course meals and sometimes all you ever get in return it's kibbles and bits and so um yeah he definitely read my mail and then he said don't get bitter and so um there are times that i've had to really watch that and i've had to really pray into it and just say lord soften my heart um and help me to still process what i've lived and so um because a lot of times i think we've just never been given the place to process the pain and so i hope and pray that um You'll be able to do so, and also I pray that you can still have eyes to see and ears to hear and may your heart still be open to hear when Jesus calls you by name or you can remember whether it was communion or a certain song um, or a certain book or a certain reading, and just take the time to remember the good and sometimes um there's a lot more good than bad and um, I had a season where, um, like I had mentioned earlier this week, there was just so much gratitude. There was like new eyes to see certain seasons I had been in and certain situations I had been in. And then I, I got a different view um, that was much more positive. And so I was able to to use those points of gratitude and they became anchors instead of uh, being so negative. And so um if you've never tried it or heard about it, there is what we call, um, there is an manual journaling process. Um, and so you can just Google it and, and find it. Um, and it's really a good tool to help if you still are working through pain and trauma. Um, I use it sometimes when I'm just journal- journaling. And so it's just a way just to basically start out with remembering the good that God's done and finding a good solid connection uh, with Emmanuel because he was with you um and basically he's always been with you and so um find some good moments or find some good times to just celebrate and just be thankful and then use that strength that you have to face whatever pain, trauma, disappointment you may be um having to endure um or you're still processing or you're still just trying to work through grief of what you've done or what you've been through um and then from there, I hope and pray that you will begin to heal um, and come back to life. And that is, again, more of my prayer for you today, that as Jesus was raised from the dead, may you also be raised from the dead as well in the midst of today. And um, I just invite you to take some time and just thank God for the good that's happened. And in the midst of our current crisis and pandemic, just take some time to remember the good. and. As um, Scripture says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so um, sometimes for that joy, you just got to remember the good. And Scripture also says that He inhabits the praise of His people. And so, yeah, just begin to praise and worship and let Him meet you. And may that give you strength for today and hope for tomorrow. And um, I really just want to take some time just to continue in that spirit of, of just praying for you guys today. Uh, whoever's listening and um in the midst of the hurt and the pain and the grief um, because in some cases this might be one of the most memorable um, resurrection Sundays you've ever had and it's been a good time with your family um, and then for some it's actually more painful than previous ones because you do miss your church family you do miss um, seeing your your relatives and um, in some cases um, before this whole pandemic um, hit you didn't have a family you didn't have a church family yeah um, you were still trying to figure things out and still hurting and um, I want to like pray for all of you today as we as we wrap up and so Lord in Jesus name Lord we thank you uh, for your finished work on the cross that takes away all disease sins maladies and all the emotional hurts and pain And Lord, I thank you that you um, sympathize and empathize with us because you experienced it all and yet did not sin. So therefore, you are the perfect sacrifice. And so, Lord, right now, I just want to pray for anyone who's lost hope, anyone who's lost their job, lost relationships, who just feel isolated. And Lord, I just thank you that you know what that feels like, that you understand folks where they're at right now and may they just be willing to just exhale and just receive your presence receive your embrace receive your comfort right now in Jesus name and Lord may we also remember that you are the God in flesh who turned water into wine who raised people from the dead who healed the sick, who saved souls, who commanded the seas and the wind, and that you are the Son of God, the Son of David, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and you are the risen one. And, Lord, you say if we die with you, we will be raised with you. And, Lord, um, as the song says, um, you bring us back to life. Lord, for anyone right now who feels at the end of themselves, at the end of their rope, who's lost all hope, who feels like this whole situation is very triggering because of past pain and past disappointment and past isolation, or even my friends who are dealing with PTSD of any sort. Um, I remember you guys as well. Because what we're seeing even in the scriptures today, what we saw in the scriptures is like it it could have been, um, it could have led to PTSD outside of the work and the presence of Jesus risen in flesh. And so that same Jesus, that same God is alive and well in you and the Holy Spirit is with you. And so Lord, right now I just pray for folks who are dealing with that, whom you set free is free indeed. And, Lord, I pray for your finished work just to begin to move in their lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for those who may be at the end of their faith, Lord, It's as the two on the road to a man said, did not our hearts burn? And so I pray right now that if there's even a little bit of flame left, Lord, that you would just begin to blow on that flame and, and then begin to increase the fire, Lord, in their hearts, Lord. And may that fire increase and may it beat for you, may their hearts beat for you, may that flame increase and may it never go out. Uh, A few months ago I had a vision of of Jesus and um, it talked about in Revelation it says he has eyes like flames of fire. And Jesus basically said, that is my heart and passion just for you. And so for you right now, I just pray that you would just have a vision that you could just use your mind's eye, your imagination, may it be sanctified To see the Jesus whose eyes burn like fire. That flame of fire that burns with passion just for you. And as you see it, may you be raised from the dead. May your hope be raised from the dead. May your faith be raised from the dead. May your life be raised from the dead. And Lord, we thank you that light and life is all you bring. Bless you risen one in Jesus name. Amen.